I want to take a few minutes to to share a short message with you that I think can be helpful for every single person and every single situation. Um, just yesterday in a coaching session, um, some of my clients were asking, um, and they all had this question. Every single client that I was working with in this session had the same question. One person asked it and everybody nodded their head. <clears throat> and it was, how do we make our good habits stick and not just always fall back into bad habits? See, one of my clients, one couple, they were making, they are making some incredible changes in their marriage. They, I mean, things were really rough for them and they've made some huge changes, but this last week was pretty rough for them. They had fallen back into some bad habits that they thought they were overcoming. And that's, that's normal when you're, um, when you're healing marriages, when you're overcoming bad habits, replacing them with good habits, uh, it's normal to fall, you know, to, to improve and then kind of fall back, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. And so we were talking about what are some things that you can do to, um, to not fall back into those bad habits and to reinforce the good habits. And <clears throat> I want to, um, so I'll share, I'll share a couple of quick thoughts. Um, the first thing, uh, and this is, this is kind of a, I wouldn't say this is a superficial thing. It's an important technique that you can use to create good habits and to help reach your goals and to become a better person. And that is visualizing. Um, when you visualize, so let's say, for example, and this is an example I used yesterday in, in my coaching session. Let's say you're, you're trying to get in the habit of waking up early when your alarm goes off instead of hitting the snooze and going back to sleep. You want to wake up early and exercise to get in shape. And you're in the habit every single time your alarm goes off at six o'clock or whatever time it is, you roll over and you hit the snooze button and go back to sleep instead of getting out of bed. And you just do it over and over. And you've done it so many times that now you turn your snooze, you hit your snooze button, you turn off your alarm without even waking up, without even realizing it went off. Well, that's a pretty common, common thing. It's probably something we can all relate to. So let's say you're trying to create this new habit where instead of turning off your alarm, you get up, you get out of bed, and you start exercising. Well, you can visualize that. You can pretend in your brain that, you, uh, that you're going to do that or that you are doing that. What you're doing, um, maybe from a spiritual perspective, is you're creating that reality spiritually before it, you create it physically. And so you'll close your eyes. This is when you're awake at any time in the day, morning, evening, during the day, whenever. You'll close your eyes and you'll imagine yourself laying in bed. Then you imagine your alarm goes off and you open your eyes. And instead of rolling over and hitting snooze or turning your alarm off and going back to bed, you roll over, you get up, you turn your alarm off, you stand up and you start getting ready to exercise. And you visualize this with as much detail as you can. So you visualize the coolness of the air when you get out of bed. You visualize the smell when you go out outside for a run or, or whatever exercise you choose to do. You imagine how it feels to change into your exercise clothes. 
Uh, you imagine how it feels to see the sun come up and en enjoy the sunrise. You imagine all the emotions and all the details you can of this thing. And as you do that, it makes it real for your brain. And your brain starts to believe that what you're pretending in your head, what you're visualizing is actually happening. And it starts to create a habit. Now, if you do this every day, maybe multiple times a day even, within a few weeks, you'll find that when your alarm goes off, you'll roll over and just automatically start to get out of bed instead of turning off the alarm. You're creating a, a positive habit. Now, sometimes, let's say that you're doing this and after a week or two of visualizing, you roll over and you get up and you turn off your alarm and you get out of bed and you're like, wow, it worked, that's amazing. And then you stop visualizing. Well, you're gonna eventually go back to your old habits because those old habits are wired in your brain harder. They're, they're more hardwired in your brain than this new habit that's just kind of a, a budding habit. See, these habits, these actions are created in our brain in what are called neural pathways. And the, the habits that we do all the time, they are thick, solid, strong neural pathways that are automatic. And these new habits that you're trying to create, they're thin neural pathways, they're weak neural pathways, and they need to be strengthened before they become your default response. And so you need to keep doing it. Even if, if it works once after a week or two, keep doing it. And then it'll work more and more and more, and you gotta keep doing it. So what happens when you fall back into bad habits? Well, you need to forgive yourself and recommit to the good habit, recommit to visualizing and those types of things. So that's one thing. So, and visualizing is an amazing technique when you're trying to create new positive habits in your life. But what about when you're trying to change your character? What if it's not just an action thing that you're trying to create new actions, but what if you're trying to change who you are, change your character? You can do, you can visualize the character that you want to create and visualize yourself with that type of character, and that can help. But the very fastest and best way to change your character, and as you change your character, your actions will follow. So if you want to be a gentler, nicer, kinder person, you want to be nicer to your spouse, to your kids, to the people around you, you want to be a more confident person, you want to be a more helpful person, a more loving person, you want to <clears throat> be a stronger, um, more sure person, all of these types of things. The very best thing you can do is what the scriptures, what the Bible calls repentance. Now, repentance is, um, if you look in the scriptures uh, under repentance, you'll find a bunch of different things. It talks about recognizing that you've made a mistake, confessing the sin. It talks about feeling sorry for the sin or godly sorrow is what, what the Bible says, calls it. It talks about forsaking the sin, not doing it anymore. But one thing that it talks about that a lot of us don't do is well, a lot of us don't confess the sin. We might say sorry, but we don't actually uh, specifically point out what it is that we're sorry for, <clears throat> which is a part of repentance. But uh, a lot of us try to stop doing the bad thing. We try to forsake the sin. But one thing that we that a lot of us aren't very good at is repairing the damage that we've done. Um, when we make mistakes, we do damage. 
and repairing the damage or at least doing as much as we can to repair the damage is an important part of repentance. It helps us to get over it. It helps heal um, the hearts of, of other people who we've harmed. It helps to heal our own hearts. And it's a very important part of repentance. And so you're confessing, you're forsaking, you're asking forgiveness, you're trying to repair the damage. Um, all of these types of things are part of repentance. And what happens when you repent is when you made the mistake, when you did something that you knew was wrong, it drives light and goodness and the spirit of God out of your light, life, out of your mind, out of your heart, and it's replaced with darkness. And that makes us more angry. That makes us less patient. That makes us more um, volatile. We're, we're more inclined to um, get angry with our spouse when um, we're more inclined to, to uh, snap at our children, all of those types of things. We're less inclined to, be, to help people out when they're in need. When we sin, when we make mistakes knowingly, we drive light out of our life and it's replaced with darkness and we become less of who we want to be. When we repent, the opposite happens. The darkness is now replaced with the light that we lost and we feel more filled with light, with truth, with goodness, with the spirit of God. And that brings out the fruits of the spirit that the scriptures talk about, which are patience and love and kindness and confidence and gentleness and meekness. And meekness is an interesting trait. It is, it is power in control. It is, it is a quiet confidence. That's a meekness. And that's a meekness is a very attractive trait. That is a trait that people are drawn to. All of these types of traits come out in us as we repent and we're filled with more of this light and the darkness is driven away. So the very best thing you can do, the very quickest way to turn your marriage around, to start um, replacing bad character habits with good ones is repentance. And it's not just recognizing you've made a mistake and saying you're sorry. It's all of the steps. It's confessing the sin completely. It's trying to make restitution for the damage that you've done. It's praying for forgiveness for yourself. It's also praying for the person that you've harmed. It's all of those types of things. It's doing what you can to make it right and, and feeling sorry. Godly sorrow is an important part of repentance. If you don't feel bad about it, you're likely to do it again. And so um, I encourage you that if you're struggling in your marriage and you find yourself doing the same stupid things over and over again, you and your spouse get in the same cycles, the same arguments, this, all those types of things. I encourage you to repent, to write a list of, of what bad behaviors, bad habits, things that you're, you're doing and how they're harming others, who they're harming, how it's harming them. Um, and really try to understand the effects of your mistakes so that you can really feel that godly sorrow and then confess the, the mistake completely, ask for forgiveness and do your best to repair it. And you'll find that you change in significant ways. Your life fills with more light. It will literally feel like somebody has turned the light on in your life. You'll see life with more color, with more clarity. You'll 
feel lighter. It'll feel like, like weight was just taken off your shoulders. You'll be more gentle and more kind naturally. And all those good things that you wish you could do, but you keep falling short on will start to happen in your life. Your character will change in the best way. And that's how you, you become closer to God. And he starts to uh, rule your heart and starts to fill your life with light and goodness. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this is, um, this makes sense to you as you're listening. And I hope it's inspiring to you. I hope you'll take the chance. Go try it. Go repent completely. And I'll tell you, every single time uh, I do, I feel amazing. After my coaching session last night, I was thinking about what we talked about. And I knew that there were some things in my life that I needed to repent of. And so that night I, I got down on my knees and asked forgiveness for some mistakes that I'd made, prayed for people that I had harmed and did what I could to repair the damage. And man, it just immediately, my life got so much better. The darkness, the weight that was on my heart, that was kind of keeping me from feeling happiness and joy was lifted off and everything changed and I was happy again. It's amazing that the change is instantaneous when you repent. So I encourage you to give it a try and see how it, how it changes your marriage. All right. I hope this was helpful. If this was helpful, um, think about subscribing to whether you're listening on the pot on this, whether you're listening to this message on a podcast or on the YouTube channel or whatever, consider subscribing. I put these videos out every once in a while to help you in your marriage. And um, also, uh, if you look in the description, there's a link to a training that I do. It's called Five Steps to Saving Your Marriage. It's a free webinar training that I put on every um, multiple times throughout the week. I usually um, record the training about, about once a week or so, and then um, but it plays multiple times throughout the week. So you can uh, either see it, you'll most likely be watching a recording, but um, there's a lot of really great information in there and it's free. So go take a look at that. Um, and of course, there's always the opportunity to work with me if you need a little bit more um, specific help and, and specific attention. You can get into one of our coaching groups. We do a men's group, a women's group, and a couple's group. And when you sign up to work with me, you get access to all three and all three are powerful and really helpful. So, um, as you watch that training five steps to saving your marriage, I'll talk in a little bit more detail about those coaching sessions and about ways that I can help you further. If you need the help, thank you for, for watching this. I hope it was helpful and I will see you on the next one.